Most people don't remember mission statements. So back in 2014, when we gathered a committee of parishioners and went through an envisioning process to come up with a mission statement, I said, well, it's got to be two things. One, it's got to be simple enough for me to remember. And secondly, it has to capture the essence of who we are. Well, our mission statement can be summed up in three words, simple enough to remember, worship, proclaim, serve. And this captures the essence of who we are. We exist as a community of the faithful to worship God. Worship is at the heart of who we are. We proclaim. We're called to evangelize, to announce the good news, and then to serve to make the love we celebrate at each Mass concrete and visible and tangible in our world through our acts of service. What I love about our mission statement is it's actually also the mission of our patron, the mission of the angels. The angels exist first and foremost to worship God. In fact, the throne of God in heaven is surrounded by perpetual worship of the angels singing holy, holy, holy. The end. Angels proclaim the gospel. In fact, the word angel means messenger. And then finally, the angels in God's charity and generosity are sent to serve us, to defend us, to watch over us. Let's look at these three words. First, let's begin with worship. Do you know what the name Michael means? Michael means who is like God. Who is like God? Well, the answer is no one's like God. (laughs) St. Michael, first and foremost, knows he's not God. And so he owes his worship to the one true God. Now, most often we think of Michael as someone very strong. In fact, look at the statue in the courtyard. Michael has armor. He's wielding a sword. And in the window here of St. Michael, he's crushing the head of this devil. But Michael knows that all of his power, all of his strength, come from God. Michael knows that he's not God, and so first and foremost, he gives his worship to the one true God. The person who's truly strong and truly wise knows their littleness and their dependence on the Lord. St. Michael's name really is a response to the devil. The devil wants to be God, and so Michael kind of taunts or mocks the devil. Who's like God? Now, in our pride, if we're honest, because of our fallen nature, we're kind of like the evil one. We want to be God. We want to be the Lord of our lives. This goes back to the Garden of Eden. The devil told Adam and Eve, the moment you eat this forbidden fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God's. Now, if you doubt our tendency to want to be in control of our lives, to be the Lord of our life, to be like God, think back for a moment to July during our prolaf campaign for the Value Them Both Amendment. What were the words of the opposition? My body, my choice. This is my body. It belongs to me. It's mine. And I'll do with it what I want. I'm in control of my life. What's the truth? We're not in control Our lives belong to God. Our lives, our bodies, all that we are, it's all a gift from God. We're not God. Cardinal Cantalamesa is the preacher for the papal household. In his book, Shepherds and Fishermen, he shares his own personal witness of coming to this fundamental truth 
that God is God and he's not. Well, he shared that one day he was out walking in the garden and this image came to him of a man driving a horse-drawn carriage and the man was tightly gripping the reins of the horses as they were coming up to a fork in the road. Well, he realized he was the man and he was trying to control his life. He wanted to be his own boss, so to speak. Well, Jesus appeared at his side and with infinite gentleness said, give me the reins. See, Cantilla Mesa says, it's one thing to believe in Jesus, but the next step is our willingness to give Jesus the reins, to accept the lordship of Jesus in our lives, to give over control to the Lord. And this is our daily challenge, isn't it? To have this mindset to allow God to be God and to live in the truth that I'm not God. And I have to give my day over to the Lord. Allow Jesus to guide you, to lead you, surrender your day into the hands of the Lord. And so a truly humble person worships God. If we neglect our worship, if we neglect Sunday Mass, we're still living in this delusion that, well, I really don't need God. I'm self-sufficient. I can do it on my own. I'm the Lord of my own life. No. Who is like God? No one. We need the Lord. We owe him our worship. Second, proclaim. God sends the angels to announce the good news. The angel Gabriel was sent to deliver the greatest news ever. Mary was to give birth to Jesus, and God would become man. Our world is filled with bad news. Just turn on the TV. Well, like the angels, we're called to be proclaimers of the good news. We have the greatest news ever. Christ has won the victory. Jesus is alive and risen. Death has been conquered. Our sins can be forgiven. Salvation is possible. Think about the power of our words. I picked up the book by Jacques Philippe called Priestly Fatherhood. In the book, he says, you know, we have the ability to kind of crush people with our words or to raise them up. He said, imagine a father who's never satisfied with his children, who asks too much of them, who constantly reminds his children of their limits, their insufficiencies, their mistakes, and their errors. He says, we can crush people with our words, but we can also be people who lift others up through our proclamations, congratulating, affirming, complimenting, pointing out the good we see. Father Philippe says, our words ought to encourage people not discourage them. As we think about announcing the good news, let's think about, do our words inspire people? Do they give hope? Do they lift people up? Finally, serve. Now, the devil says, I will not serve, but God sends his angels to serve us. It takes humility to accept the help of others. My spiritual director reminds me, the more we pay attention to the saints, the more they pay attention to us. So as we foster devotion to St. Michael, we place ourselves under his protection and we accept his service. We allow the service that he offers us. And then we too are called to serve like the angels, to serve God and to serve others. Now, I was going to use an example of service today, and I decided to toss it out based on an experience that I had yesterday. Now, my spiritual director reminds me, the older we get, the more pronounced our character flaws are. 
Well, one of my flaws is my absent-mindedness. So I had a wedding downtown yesterday, and I raced back for the parish picnic in the Mass here, and I forgot my phone downtown. And then our seminarian, Cesar, who has such a heart of service, volunteered to go downtown and get my phone. Not because I commanded him, but because he's always seeking opportunities to serve, looking for opportunities to help. Ultimately, when we serve, like Cesar, we're imitating Jesus, who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Worship, proclaim, serve. This is the mission of the angels, and this is our mission as disciples of Jesus and as parishioners of St. Michael. Happy Feast of St. Michael.